0: I am Gareth Coker, and this is the X1 Bros podcast. They are awesome, and I approve this message.
1: One. This wow. is the X1 bros This is podcast number 55 Thank you so much for joining us We are your positive gaming and Xbox One community
2: and uh <laughs> yes, yes it this is. is just beginning well, the comment here. Oh yes it is, David. It's funny <laughs> yeah. you should mention that. Yes, that's exactly what As we are.
1: always I am joined by the bros, the X1 bros. First and foremost, stop looking for trouble, he's right here. It's Mr. McSpicy Mark Haywood.
2: Here I am, entertain me. So <laughs> Yes. I am here.
1: Uh secondly, Comcast is doing home security now. So if your house gets broken into, they'll send the police. Tuesday between eight and twelve. It's Jordan the man, Jordan Pasquet.
2: What What was that intro?
3: (laughs) I just a little crack at Comcast. Yeah, I just not a fan of Comcast. Yeah, no one who is who is. Weren't they the most hated company last year?
1: They were. Did you guys ever hear that YouTube video of the guy trying to cancel? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was (laughs) was hilarious.
3: I just don't understand. You guys suck. I don't understand. I don't understand. I just want to cancel.
1: Last but not (laughs) least, I'm not fat. I'm just so sexy it overflows. (laughs) I am X1. (laughs) We are the X1 bros. This show is going to be a little different today. We've got some news. Then we have an interview for everybody. The one and only Gareth Coker will be joining us. (laughs) He is the composer uh, of Ori in the Blind Forest. And if you have not heard that soundtrack yet or played that game, check them both out. They are both amazing, Mister McSpicy. The IDARB tournament. Oh, how uh, how is that doing? The it, FIFA tournament has just started. By the way, everyone, uh, I have yet to play my game. Uh, I've just had a hectic week, but games have been played and things are happening. If you want to check out the FIFA tournament, uh, head over to X One Bros. There's a tournament tab. Click on it and uh, check out the the standings and results. Uh, as you can also do with the IDARB tournament, Mister McSpicy, update.
2: Uh, we're almost to the semifinals. Yes. So so yeah. Uh I haven't heard – I'm sure people have contacted me. I've been real busy. So that's a great question. Um, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, <laughs> get back to me. So. <laughs> so, I also just want to
1: give a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet, at least go check out the Patreon page. It's really cool. You can support uh, shows like uh, ours, 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 I cannot say it, shows like us, people like us. Uh-huh. Uh, By contributing, by pledging to pay even just a dollar a month to help support and grow the podcast. So thank you so much for everyone who has done that. Let's get this show on the road. Jordan. What is going on in the world that is Xbox One? All right, let's start out with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It's a good so, thing to
3: start off with. Star Wars, EA is uh, looking for volunteers to play three to four hours of their uh, I'm there. Battlefront game. Hey, uh, I volunteer. <laughs> where do you
1: volunteer at? Uh, so,
3: you volunteer. Uh, you go to their Facebook <laughs> yeah, seriously. page. Seriously. That's you great. go
2: to, you visit the Sign e- me up. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. You go to the EAC Playtesters Facebook page to and it'll give you the information to go um to I think it's in San Francisco and in Vancouver are the two offices they're doing it. EAC
1: Playtesters Play Facebook, on Facebook. Um they'll give EAC you more information Play
3: or you can just go directly um it, it San Francisco I think they're doing it in San Francisco and in Vancouver, Canada or British Columbia. Um, mm. Those are two places you can do it. If you get picked, they'll email you. Um, you have to pay your own way and get there and do all that stuff. But you'll get to play three to four hours. Uh, and as a thank you for playing, if you get picked, EA will give you a couple games. So oh. pretty cool. cool. I don't know what game. So if you're, you if you're uh, in yeah.
1: the greater Seattle slash British Columbia area, Go do for it. it. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Go for it. Um, also, reminder, Star Wars Battlefront's reveal trailer is on April 17th, which is just two weeks from oh, this so moment excited. right now.
1: So excited, dude! Star Wars is gonna make a huge comeback in my life. You got that coming out, then the movies.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <sighs> George Lucas is not touching either of
2: those, which is fantastic. Yes, uh, that's, we're all we're all excited. <laughs> really, about excited. That. really excited. Really <laughs> excited. Okay,
3: so uh, E three is coming up, so we're starting to get into E three stuff, but. Uh, Phil Spencer was tweeted this week. He was tweeted by at bleed, S-O-E, nine millimeter. M-N. Okay. So okay. He, he asked him, uh, uh, at P3, I've got a bad feeling E3 is going to be all about VR and AR. Make me feel better, Phil. And Phil made him feel better. Phil Spencer responded saying, our E3 will not be all about VR and AR. I promise. Nice. nice so, And VR and AR talking about virtual reality, reality and augmented reality and the HoloLens and stuff like that. But, but this doesn't mean it's not going to be there. I'm sure they're probably going to show it off in some way. Maybe not at the conference, but it'll probably be at E3. But he says it promises that they won't be all about the show, which is, promise nice, so. is a promise. Hey, man, if it's mm-hmm. like last year where they just do game, little interview of developer, game interview of developer, you know, dude, what I mean? last them, year's setup was perfect. Them,
2: and Nintendo. them
1: yeah. and Nintendo kind of led the way. I, th- I feel like last year, PlayStation w- was behind on that still. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of too much talking, not enough games. Uh,
2: Yeah. Well, and a lot yeah. of reading letters. Yeah. I don't know. Our developers, it was all, yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah, it was, I didn't, I agree with that statement. But I, my I, name I is it. Mr. McSpicy, and I agree with that statement.
1: <laughs> prediction, E3 prediction, I think all three will go to that.
3: Yeah, just, that's all you gotta do. Games,
1: all I thought it was, I I thought it was that, cool that what that Xbox system.
3: did. They did games, a little, you know, developer interview, and then a game, and, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. game after game after game. Do it again.
1: Nintendo mm-hmm. so, Nintendo's probably gonna have the biggest E3 this year. Yeah, they
3: got they're a, lot, got new got a console. lot of stuff too now, so, all right, Dead Rising Watchtower came out this week. It's free on Crackle for the week for Xbox Live Gold members. I saw this. Yeah, I watched it. If you, if you like Dead Rising, it's, it's a typical It's thing. only
1: a 5.5 5 on IMDb. But, but they
3: probably haven't played Dead Rising. <laughs> yeah, that's there. true. <laughs> so, that's I thought it was funny. It's a typical Dead Rising game. There's a part, you know that uh, giant head that you wear? Yes. Yeah, that, there's uh, a part like the where Lego he walks head? in the store and there's a Lego head. Yeah. There's a part where he puts a cone on a zombie. It's just, it's your typical Dead Rising game slash now a movie. But it was, I mean, it wasn't, like, it was, it was good. I liked it. It I portrayed it Dead Rising
1: funny. accurately. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I thought it was funny. If you're a fan of Dead Rising, and especially Dead Rising 3, they pull a lot of stuff out of there. It's just, it's funny. So Cool. uh, Frank West is in it. He cracks me up. Awesome. (laughs) When doesn't Frank West crack
1: you up? That's my question. Uh, Uh,
3: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I love that game. So, so all right, into games now. Quantum Break has been delayed until 2016. Ah, uh,
1: this
2: disappoints me. So, um, they didn't say why. This disappoints me. I don't. I don't disappoint th- you because you want to play the game. Just yeah. because
1: I want to play it. Yeah, yeah. That's... Doesn't disappoint me if it comes out and it's there's no problems.
2: Yeah,
3: but I think this was uh, obviously <laughs> yeah. this is a this is a Microsoft Studios games. I think this was a move by Microsoft and not Remedy. Well, I guess both of them combined, but uh, they didn't say why they delayed it. Um, Remedy. Uh, came out and said, we're excited, we're, you know, because of the delay, we're happy to go back in and polish it even more and get it really fine-tuned. Other than that, Microsoft didn't say anything why it's not delayed. I think it's delayed because they already have a huge 2015 holiday catalog. So from a business standpoint, you don't want to match up, you know, Halo, Call of Duty, and Quantum Break all on the same day and force people to choose which one to buy. You know what I mean? I agree. So I think we'll see it maybe January, February 2016. But that's just me. I think they just did it as a strategic business move. You don't to, think it's to uh, fix game bugs and stuff? No, I, I think it's ready. At, well, as ready as it's going to be, you know, and, and ready for it to be released. Because when the game developer, when Remedy came out, they said, we're excited to polish it and uh, just get it really fine-tuned for you guys this extra time. So I think it's ready. Um, I just think with the huge catalog they have coming this holiday season, plus whatever they're going to announce at E3, okay. I just think it's a, a business move to try and stagger their... their stuff so okay but
1: uh
2: yeah but anyway hey.
1: we're live on periscope as well if you have twitter
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you serious i was like why is this big ipad <laughs> taking a picture of me i waved so it kind of um, gives
1: uh, everyone a uh, a look
2: there we go just throw that right there. hey that's cool look. okay periscope. keep going Jordan. but uh so uh, also
3: uh xbox one Go simulator has a new xbox one trailer uh, it kind of teases, and makes fun, pokes fun at uh, Jurassic Park when the goat comes up and they do it, and it's just a goat. But, oh, you know. Anyway, okay. yeah, so cool. Goat Simulator has a new uh, trailer. Uh, also, uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, has a much better netcode, says uh, developer Ed Boon from Ed Boon uh, uh, from NetherRealm. So they Very said nice. uh, it's it's improved over Mortal Kombat Nine and certainly improved over Injustice. And he's just they just talk about how it's a lot better netcode. Oh, for which is good. Yes. Still have Mm -hmm. good online connections and just good stuff destiny so the house of wolves next or this month in the month of april sometimes in the month of a sometime in the month of april they will be uh releasing a date for uh house of wolves which is cool um also destiny news uh they are banning like permanently not permanently so they're banning they're, players that basically what? their tagline is don't be a jerk so, <laughs> uh basically what's happening is uh they talk about how players stand idle in raids and in crucible matches and they do that to troll people um so you'll load into a crucible match or a raid and someone will just stand there just to troll you and it's frustrating and you lose matches because of it and stuff like that so um they said that um some of the uh, – it's just a small number, but some of the world's worst idlers uh, have been responsible for damaging the experience of thousands of players. And as of right now, they've restricted a small number. Uh, they say, quote, restricted a small number of the most toxic players from matchmaking, end quote.
2: They re- they what? Revealed? Restricted. Restricted. Oh, restricted them. Yeah. Oh. Well, so what – restricted them, what does that mean? They can't get into matchmaking. Oh. Because they troll it. So well,
3: that sucks for them. Yep. Sucks don't be to, a jerk. Sucks to be a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sucks to suck. Yeah.
3: So uh yeah, don't don't be a jerk, Bungie says. And uh they won't ban you. So this is not a permanent ban for them. If if they says if they cannot keep if they keep up the bad behavior, they will be permanently banded. Or banned. Banded. did bandage. did. If they keep up their bad behavior, they will be permanently banded. So um yes, and then of course, uh this month, sometime this month we will hear about House of Wolves uh launch date so that's uh also oh, cool. what you said all right so into dlc oh uh trials fusion uh if you remember way back when uh on podcast like number seven we talked about the season pass how it's gonna have six dlcs um this is trials fusion after the incident is the sixth and final dlc planned for the year rotation i maybe they'll have more maybe they won't i don't know but uh, this is included in the season pass if you don't have the season pass I think it's 4.99 by itself and the season pass is twenty dollars. so it's definitely worth it to get the season pass 499 a piece for all six. Um, you're definitely saving money there. but uh, after the incidents it brings 10 new tracks, 25 uh, 24 new challenges, um, a whole bunch of new objects for the editor, the track editor, and five new achievements for everybody. so for five bucks that's that's a pretty good deal
2: mm-hmm.
3: so which is cool. And then sunset overdrive. A uh, hidden gem in my opinion Uh, you really didn't hear much about this game when it was coming out and you still don't hear much about this game but this game is actually really really fun and if you hadn't had a chance to play it you should definitely play it Uh, not to mention it was just the price has been cut down for sunset overdrive to $40 and from what I understand that is a permanent price drop so it's gonna be $40 from now on also uh, a new DLC came out it's called dawn of the rise of the fallen machines so pretty cool, and if you watch the trailer for this DLC, it actually looks really cool. Um, yeah, there's a uh, they have the Back to the Future scene. You oh, know, really? The Delorean. She goes, "I'll be right back," and she like gets up and like flies. You know, oh, pretty cool. Cool. So, but anyway, it's uh, Dawn of the, the cool. Rise of the Fallen Machines. Uh, you can pick it up for ten dollars. If you have the season pass, it's included. Season pass comes with Moo Oil Rig and this one. Season pass twenty dollars, and they're ten dollars a piece. I bought these because I. Sunset Overdrive is a really good game, and people should play it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, so
2: permanent price at forty, then,
3: huh? Uh, yeah, it yeah, it looks like uh the uh the price is down to forty dollars. Cool, so, and it lo- I think it's a permanent. Yeah, price. Yeah, this drop, said, so. all the
1: headlines said permanent. Yeah, so. I, that's really worth it. I think that cool. that's yeah. such a fun game. Well, it is, and it's really that hidden Make gem. Spicey, do you no have that
3: game? No, yeah, it's really that hidden, oh. gem. and it's multiplayer. The multiplayer is fun. I ben played, I played with. You... Ad, that's why I was asking forty. Yeah, Maybe you I'll pull would
1: like that one. Yeah.
3: It's a uh, multiplayer. I played with the atomizer. Can I, can I it's say it's it's
1: it's like Tony Hawk meets Borderlands.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: It's really it's really well done. I I, I enjoyed it, and yeah. I that's one of the ones I'm gonna go back and beat. Oh, oh yeah,
2: yeah. You haven't beaten it then yet?
1: <laughs> no, no. Oh, not even close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, because it came out at ki- it kind of came out at in an November. awkward time, right yeah. before, right before uh, Christmas, Halo Master November. Chief, and a ton of you know. Ton of games dropped and I just haven't had a chance. I played it the week it came out and that's it. Yeah, yeah. but it was
3: really it, good. So, but uh, I never played it. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's the Hidden Gem. I think it's a good game. I think it's worth sixty dollars. Hidden Gem.
2: Know, it was pretty popular, wasn't it? Well, I mean, because were, there was nothing else. Well, at you, the got, time, a lot, you and got, got a You right after. Well, it was yeah, Chief. but I mean,
3: you got a lot of. You got a lot of. The, well, it, even then, it, it. I don't think it was advertised as much as the other big games like Master Chief. I mean, it was advertised because it's an exclusive, and I'm sure a lot of people bought it. But I mean, it's just. Okay. Not very many. You don't hear much about it. Okay. So. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, the Master Chief, or the Master Chief, the Halo, which has Master Chief. The Halo. uh, Halo 5 Guardians live action trailers did come out this week on Sunday during the Walking Dead season finale. Um, There's two trailers. So, if you've only seen one, there's two of them. There's one with Agent Locke, and then there's one with Master Chief. They're actually both in both of them, but you'll, you'll get what I mean when you watch them. Okay. So, um, but they're both really cool. Um, if you go to HuntTheTruth.com, they've posted a whole bunch of new like pictures, propaganda to go along that's with cool. the AR ARG game, the alternate reality game. Um, they posted both the trailers. One's called The Cost, and the second one is called All Hail. Okay. Um, also, uh, the new uh, episode one, Hairline Fracture, came out. Uh-huh. That's that. Uh, little mini podcast thing that they're doing each week oh um, okay yeah cool to kind of is master chief really who he says he is or really you know is he a traitor is he is, a hero, he? Right? is he so um yeah he is no it's, <laughs> is he we're we're gonna find out so anyway a lot of cool stuff came you know a lot of cool lore stuff it's, it's getting really exciting so um i think we're gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun so cool also we had uh, a lot of games come out this week. We had Stealth Inc. 2 come out. It's oh, a puzzle yeah. platformer. That looked cool. Had, I was watching that. Yeah, we had RBI Baseball come out, and then we had Pool Nation FX come out.
1: All right, so the first RBI Baseball did not get great reviews because I, mean, I really want a baseball game. Baseball games are so fun. Home Run Derby. I would always make myself a pitcher and try to get a perfect game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I don't know I don't know how this the second one is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, just, I'm looking it up right now. RBI Baseball 15 looks so good. Neverwinter, obviously, dropped this week. Yeah, yeah on Tuesday. Uh, along,
3: yeah, the other games that dropped, Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions, Evolved, and along with Neverwinter came out this week as well. So, And then it is April, so it's a new month, which means we have new games. Uh, the April games, first on the list is Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, the port from uh, the previous generation, and the PC over. That comes out April 7th, which is next Thursday, or this coming Thursday. Then we have... Another great game coming out. We got Mortal Kombat 10 or oh, Mortal Kombat yeah, That X. looks all right, right? <laughs> oh. Coming out. That's coming out April 14th, and then we have State of Decay also in April coming out April 28th. So we got three big games coming out, and I want all three of
2: them. Dark Souls is my. That's my jam. Yeah. I. I mean, I've already beaten it on the PC. Uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna play the snot out of it on the Xbox. I'm excited. So.
1: Biggest news story this week, in your I opinion. Would, I
3: would go check out the, the Sunset Overdrive price dropping. There was a couple other games that price dropped, too. I think Forza was one of them. Rise was another one. And I can't remember the the fourth one. Sunset Overdrive, Forza, and Rise, I think.
1: What Do you think um, they're going to announce, speaking of E3, a Rise 2?
2: Did they already say Ro? that
3: Rise 2 isn't coming out? Crytek uh, did.
1: They did. You're right.
2: Yeah. Hopefully they go no, back. No, they still that. will. They, yeah, they still, still can. <laughs>
3: but, uh, but also, uh, I think Halo was pretty cool. Go, go check out the Hunt. The, it's huntthetruth.com on Tumblr. Just go check it out. It's really cool. Listen to those little mini uh, media clips or little podcasts, whatever you want to call them, that they have each week. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a lot of cool stuff. So,
1: Speaking of deals, it's that time, everybody. Saving
3: the day and your wallet. This
1: is the segment of the show where we try to save you money. Right now on Games with Gold, the Lego games are on sale, uh
2: ranging from percentages off, right? Yeah,
1: ranging. The cheapest one I saw was $5. That's right, $5 for Lego Marvel Superhero. That is a good
2: game, which by the way, I s- that is a game that takes a long time to one hundred percent. That's a fun game too to just dink around. Yeah, it's dink around. That's I, like I think it. probably their biggest. I've, I mean, I've played a lot of Lego games with my like wife.
1: Like most content.
2: Yes, it's yeah. it's bigger than your average Lego game, for, and it's only five dollars. That's a, yeah. If you haven't gotten that one, that'd be
1: really cool that. And then I be, Lego Hobbit was ten dollars or is ten dollars. It's not past tense. Current. Do you tense. know
2: what's funny? I bought that game. And I still haven't opened it yet. Oh, really? I ordered it on Amazon <laughs> oh, when it was yeah, on the deal, right. and uh, it's still in its I, plastic.
1: I, I remember watching people <laughs> play, it and I loved the lighting that they did in that game. And uh, Lego is not like a super graphic, graphic intensive, intensive, but it, they really captured the theme of Lord of the Rings slash the, the Hobbit. You know, it was it, it looked really cool. Uh, over on New Egg, speaking of Dead Rising, the TV show, go get the game. It's thirty four ninety nine at on Newegg.
3: That was it. The fourth one, Dead Rising three. So, ah. Sorry, that was it ah. in the news. Like, yeah, four no, those deals. four games that they permanently price dropped. That was the fourth one. Oh, okay.
1: Thirty four ninety nine. Also, Forza Horizon two day one edition is at best buy thirty nine ninety nine. Check that's, that out. That's how is that possible?
2: Uh PMH in chat is saying Lego again. Batman had more question mark? Maybe. I don't know. I just know that Lego Marvel, there is a ton in. And I did play Lego Batman, I just can't remember. Lego Batman was. Long time ago, as far as content in the game. Yeah, I think what makes
1: more Marvel superheroes is the amount of characters that oh, you can be.
3: Oh, well, so it's like the many. open world too. You can fly around the city.
2: Yeah, and that always feels cool. <laughs> That's why I like uh, Spider-Man from like the original Xbox. Oh, you're just swinging. Around I just swing city. around. Swing. Don't even do the <laughs> game. I just swing it. <laughs> also, uh,
1: the Xbox One bundle with Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, and Connect is at Microsoft the Microsoft store for three eighty eight, so you can save yourself twenty dollars ish there about. Uh that's that's the deals for this week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then.
3: Best uh, deal, sunset overdrive. Sunset overdrive. Oh, that game is good. I I'm getting back into
1: it.
2: you well, I don't know. Five dollars Permit- for Lego Marvel. Yeah, five dollars. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a big game for five bucks. <laughs> that's like
1: that's Steam like.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's that's a I mean, like sell right there, and then never play it. But just get it. <laughs> that's enough, the both of you.
1: Oh man, this is the second of the show where we discuss what we've been playing. I'll go first. Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm my goal is to beat that game uh, before the end of this week, and uh, so far so good. Loving it. So much fun. Great soundtrack. It was really cool. We we'll 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 have the interview coming up here, but. <laughs> Ori, loving that game, and and it is getting progressively more challenging. More challenging stuff you got to figure out on your own.
2: Yeah, I like games like that. What
1: I love is how uh, Ori is or or the little light character. Ori, uh, how he moves, especially yeah. when you swim. He's he, like
2: a ninja. Yeah, he's so cool. He's really jump, cool, like and flip, he's so fluid. Yeah. I love the backflip yeah. jump thing. Or yeah, whatever, he's
1: like, he, it Anyways, that is just a good game, and then uh, that I've split my time between that. And Grand Theft Auto. Uh, but Ori, I'm really. By uh, next week's podcast, I will definitely have that game beat. Probably by this weekend, I'll have that game beat, but mm-hmm. it'll be on my checklist done. But yeah, really liking it. Jordan, how about you?
3: Um, I play Ori in the Blind Forest, which is really fun. Just beat you guys the... are
2: about at the same place in the yeah, game, right? Yeah.
1: So. Uh, probably not anymore. Well,
3: probably Dave's probably ahead of me now. Yeah.
1: Because ah. yesterday I put in some serious you... time.
2: All right. Oh, yeah. Then we'll discuss after. <laughs> yes, we will. Because.
3: Yeah, so I played Ori and the Blind Forest. I like that game a lot. I like the movement. I like the art style a lot too. But I mean, that's been said. So, and then of course the music, which we'll get into a little bit later, but um, really fun game. So, which is uh, cuz I don't usually play platformers too much and I really like this one. So, Oh, I'm definitely... a I'm a platforming whore. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I love
3: those things. So, I'm I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> with it and hopefully <laughs> hopefully I can beat it pretty soon too. I've also played Neverwinter.
1: Oh uh, yeah, really, really like. I played that. Blue. I was going to get on that, but what are what are thoughts on Neverwinter?
3: I, I I played it on the PC before, and uh, I, I really like it. I think they, how has
1: it come to how do it handle I, on the Xbox? I
3: like the controller. I actually really do. I think they did a good job converting it to the controller. So use your left bumper as your shift key, or you sorry, your um, alternate your modifier, modifier key. modifier. There you go. I just say shift because that's what I use on my computer. But anyway, yeah, it's your modifier key, and it's really cool. So I like it a lot. So I'm not too far into it because I'm waiting to uh, play with a couple people, but uh, yeah. So and there will be an X1 Bros guild.
2: It, is there yeah. one right now. Uh, spicy, Mr. is going to start, gonna start, gonna start wouldn't one.
3: Let you, It wouldn't let you because you needed like so many
2: people. Yeah, you need a certain amount of people to start the guild. Currently in the game, and I had just started, and I'm terrible at that game, and everyone was making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was streaming it, and I was. What are your th- what, what are your thoughts? Um. Uh, man that's my thoughts right there. Just, just <laughs> Uh No, MMOs aren't my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a free game, which that's why I gave it a shot. They're just – I'm a platformer <laughs> or a plat-hormer, you know. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Travador. Um, <laughs> but uh, I – MMOs just aren't my thing. I, I can get into them. Like I was really big into Guild Wars 2 and the original Guild Wars. Um but uh I you're yawning so I must be boring you. Sorry no no sorry I just it's just been one of those days. Man, I'm boring myself. It's just been so. one of those days. We start a little late here. Um no it's just not my thing. Yeah. So it's the and the game is and I don't I when I say it's not my thing look at Jordan how sad he got, you know. He's oh, no, like I'm fine. down. <laughs> I don't want to play them all. <laughs> I know. It's just I I felt I had a good time, you know? I just felt so stupid. Like, how do I give items, you know? There's just... Every MMO has this huge learning curve, and it's very steep. And you have to dedicate time to figuring things out. And I just didn't want to dedicate that time, so... Oh, but it, with uh, Neverwinter,
3: the free-to-play, um, it's not a pay-to-win model. I was looking at it and then remembering when I played on the PC. There is a few things that you can buy that will help you out, but generally it's not pay-to-win. So,
2: a lot of it is aesthetics, as in... Jordan,
1: military. as someone who, I mean...
2: Yeah, see, my, just ignore my opinion because I just don't like MMOs. You, you're
1: an MMO guru, so to speak.
2: It's one of my favorite genres, yeah.
1: Yes. What... What... Neverwinter, so you've played the game on the PC. Uh-huh. You say it, it has been brought over well to the Xbox. Oh, yeah, you like what they did yeah, with the, the controller. So game. the MMO, Neverwinter as a whole, worth worth getting into, worth as far as uh, the Xbox goes Yeah. for Xbox One players? Yeah, I think it's a lot if you're of looking content. for an MMO, would you recommend this MMO yeah, to people?
3: Yeah, yeah especially for people that maybe have never played an MMO before cuz I think it's a good jump in it's action combat whereas not it's not your traditional MMO okay. combat so it's it's action combat which people uh, a lot of people getting into MMOs like that over the traditional style of the MMO combat right
1: um, traditional by traditional style, don't we World just War mean Warcraft? wow?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because well, yeah, and then I, that if you remember, is the Ult- traditional. Uh, yeah, Ultima Online, EverQuest. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a click and you know stuff like that. Whereas this is more of an action combat, right? Okay, okay. Um, I think I think that Neverwinter is going to do really well on the Xbox. Well, especially because it's free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to do really well until ESO comes out, and then I think people are going to decide pay sixty dollars for Elder Scrolls or. Free to play. So
1: that actually, but we're going to have this uh, during discussion after the interview, but Ivan Noah sent in a question. He wants to know, Neverwinter, should we spend the time to level a character in that game if we're planning on jumping over to ESO?
2: Well, I, I, can I answer that first? Even though I'm not an MMO player, yeah, it's free. Okay. Um, and it, if you have nothing else to play and you need to play a game, that's a good one to fill the time until how you is get... the
1: story in it because it's a dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. storyline right how how is the story
2: so far is it a captivating story or is it i like pretty bland? It.
3: i know a lot of the story because i played on the pc but as of
2: as me right now, i just knew i was in the hall of justice which oh, is freaking awesome cool. i just love that they have a hall of justice <laughs> it was i was like wow super friends this is awesome so anyways yeah what was the question Actually, that adds the story really good. I don't even know the story. I no, no, no. The Sorry, Justice. the question so, – so you answered <laughs> oh, Jordan. the question
3: itself. So, okay. Should you spend the you time like, leveling up a character? Ivan your, wants to know. To, to answer your question, on the PC, I leveled a character up to level like 46 or 7, and now I'm replaying that game on the Xbox, and I'm going to level a character as high as I can get it until ESO comes out. So if
1: where, you're yeah. into MMOs, yes, yes is your answer.
3: Well, and like Mark said, it's free to play if you've got nothing else to do. Might as well. Yeah. But, I mean, that it's would a be a good, good one It's to, a good, yeah. Just get it Dark
2: into did the Dark Dimension you know?
1: still has cooldowns. Yeah. That means. It, it, is that a traditional. That's a traditional.
3: Oh, that's like not yeah, a yeah. mana type. Right? No, so it's a cooldown, cooldown is type is your like, abilities, right? Yeah, like for example, I use, you know, Fire Breath, and it's got a five second cooldown. Yeah. So, then there's global cooldowns. And,
2: um, is there. There's not man, I, There's not a mana.
3: Um, I've only played a great weapon fighter. So I don't know. I don't think there's was. And role. I was, I was a healer, yeah, and were, mine uh, was. You cool, were a
2: cl- but, uh, cleric, weren't you? The cleric, yeah. Cleric. And the, my abilities up to that point were cooldowns as well. So, man, every time I talk, I make you yawn.
3: There's a, there's <laughs> a daily ability. Do you know what that's so. doing to my confidence
2: right now? <laughs> yeah, well, and you were trying well, to well, hide Mark, it. Well, Mark, I time. didn't want to tell you, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you were trying to hide <laughs> it too. You're like Whoa. eyes watering, <laughs> oh. face turning red. But yeah. anyway, yeah,
3: it, it like Dark said, it does have cooldowns, but it is an action combat, which is is yeah. Newer to MMOs, I think, in this later past 10 ish years. So. Cool.
1: So, anything else? Uh, Neverwinter and Ori.
2: Anything um, else you guys played? Well, I mean, I want to talk about Ori just a little bit. Go ahead. Because I finally, I'm I'm 90% done with the game. I'm, I think I'm on the last level. Whoa, nice. Um, I love that game. And the puzzles did get progressively harder. It's not as hard, it's not the hardest yeah. platformer. I've ever I don't played. think that's
1: what it's. Going for
2: yeah, it's it it's very forgiving. Uh, well, not forgiving. It it's really good at teaching you how to do the puzzles. Whereas like, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. I'm not. This is not
1: a joke. Yeah, oh, that's a Oh, mana! Guy. I gotta take my mana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Um, no, Super. Uh, like Super Meat Boys, Thousand One Spikes. Those ones are very unforgiving. And this <laughs> one, this one's. This one's better. So I just wanted to say, I, and I'm a huge fan of this game.
1: Yeah. Well, I, everything about the art style is just excellent. Yeah. Uh, but you combine that with the music, it, it's just – you sit down and you're just like, ah, oh, this feels good. You know, it's just yeah. – it's it feels complete. It's a complete game where sometimes some games don't feel complete. But
2: Yeah, and it's very – with the music, it's very emotional. It's a very emotional game. Um, I don't know where you guys are in the storyline. Um, I won't give anything away, but I've had plot twists in the game, and I sense some things coming up. They give you, like, foreshadowing what's going to come happen in the game, and it's, you know... Have you found yourself... I found myself going
1: back and trying to collect... Because you know how it on the map it shows all of the experience orbs and all these orbs that oh, are yeah. left? I've... Instead of going to my next place, I'm going back and getting everything. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happens to I, – I liked 100% games, and so it's like this. This is a game – it's like that Metroid style where once you get stuff, you can go back later. So, yeah. And I like that because it makes me enjoy the game even longer so yeah anyways and that was the fourth yawn Take <laughs> <laughs> it I wanted you over my mouth that time that
1: was good I know your eyes <laughs> that are that was good though your eyes are, once you start crying <laughs> I know just tears coming out. oh my gosh just, okay just
2: take yeah, it away just... <laughs> I'm boring the crap out of you today <laughs> alright that's it for games
1: uh, this week we're doing something different for discussion time we actually have an interview for you guys uh, Gareth Coker was kind enough to come on the show we were able to ask him questions about Ori and the Blind Forest I hope you all enjoy it uh, take a listen Hey everyone, uh, we have Gareth Coker on with us this week. Uh, he is the composer of Ori and the Blind Forest, a fantastic game, and even better soundtrack. Gareth, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing really good. Uh, it's nice, nice to be on this uh, podcast after jumping in randomly on your Twitch. Yeah, that Twitch was that was so cool.
1: Ago. And when you put it, you're like, "Hey, composer here of the soundtrack of this game." I was like, "Yeah, right." I was modding. I was, no was <laughs> modding.
2: I'm like, "Whatever." Yeah, and then we looked. Yeah. We looked you up, and and that that was blew really my mind. Cool. Thank you for jumping yeah. in that stream. That was pretty fun. So
0: it it happens. You, you guys are not the first, and probably not the last. Um, <laughs> like most of the twitch streams the developers jump into it's not just been me it's that you know the sound team the artists the level designers we've been jumping in and there's always the uh the initial are you really working on the game <laughs> okay. um and then i send them to twitter or they look it up and say, yeah. oh you, that's you cool pop,
2: <laughs> you pop that collar and you say don't you know who i am kind of <laughs> nice nice uh,
1: and I, I heard you in other interviews on uh, Major Nelson actually just talk about how that's been a cool experience for you uh, Being on Twitch Would you like to talk about that a little bit? What, what's it been like seeing people play your game and talking about your music?
0: Okay, well here's the thing right so when, when I was in school like there wasn't anything like Twitch um, You know there was no way to get an idea of a video game unless there was a demo uh-huh. and and now like I'm looking at this and not only is it an amazing way to get an idea of a game, it's also probably the best form of feedback a developer can get because it's one thing to watch people play the game, but most people broadcast their faces when they're, when they're doing their Twitch broadcast. So you can actually see if they're bored, if they're frustrated, if they're sad, if they're happy. Um, now, when we tested the game with Microsoft, we, we had that a little bit with them. You know, we had this kind of creepy camera like watching the testers like yeah. to see how they react. But um, now we can just like watch watch anyone play the game and uh, it's enjoyable to watch but it's also good feedback for us too. So there's like an educational aspect and there's also a fun aspect to Twitch.
1: That's a great point. I never thought of it like that. And it's probably better than your uh, group testing or your focused group testing because it's people in their own environment not knowing they're being watched by the developers of the game or the...
0: Exactly, and also, you know, these people, generally speaking, aren't. they're not being paid by the developers. Yeah. So it's... Uh, they, what, what you're seeing is the true reaction, for sure.
1: Have you had anyone be just completely not like the game? Because, I mean, everyone that we know really yeah, likes the game. I like it game. a lot, Yeah, so you know. It, I'm I a fan. Really <laughs> good game. So, yeah. Have you had anyone just been, that you've watched on Twitch, just be like, this is the dumbest game? <laughs> I would imagine that's probably a little frustrating i think, I think
0: the only thing that, that is fairly common if i jump in and pe- how far are you guys through the game have you finished it or... um
1: no i'm about six and a half hours yeah. i played the I snot the out of it you. last
2: yeah. night yeah. i just passed the the water tree going up okay <laughs> yeah i, I feel like, like it's safe fun.
0: talking about that part because uh, that's a part that most people get to like yeah. you see people get to that bit and i think that's that's the times when people swear the most at the game. <laughs> uh, so, it, it, like, maybe it is a little bit difficult, but I think up until then, we haven't demanded too much from the player. It's really the first time. It's like, okay, you've really got to put everything you've learned together now. Yeah. And, yeah, you die a lot. But what I, what I say to people on that water sequence is... uh you feel like you have to rush because the water is chasing you. Yeah. But actually the key to getting through it is take your time. You actually have more time than you think. It's just your heart starts racing because the water is getting you. And then uh, as you get closer to the end, uh, you might make a, a bad decision because you're excited to reach the end. But the key to it is is taking time. And uh, so I watch people play it sometimes and I'll just be like take your time take your time it's okay
2: well what's funny is when I was playing that I really like the uh, I'm, I'm a guy that likes 100% games you know and I don't know if there's an achievement or not but uh those little experience balls, yeah. like, up in the right. <laughs> That's what was driving me crazy. <laughs> much, I, I like that. I'm a guy that likes Super Meat Boy. You know, I like these hard platformers. I like 1001 Spikes, you know. So so whoever put those in there, I know they did it on purpose. They're like, hey, let's make it even harder for these, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for these guys that like pain. <laughs> so, no, yeah, it's, 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 that was really fun. I got frustrated, but... Uh, I'm a fan of games that reward you, and I feel as though when I got to the top, I felt ah, rewarded. So, uh, very, very cool. Very, I, I compliment the developers. I compliment you uh, on that part, especially. So, yeah.
0: Thank you very much. I mean that that was that was a tough one. That was the first chase scene we actually did, um, and to get it all flowing properly was was quite. Uh, a technical challenge because you got that epic chase, and then it's got to go seamlessly into the the cutscene that takes yeah. place after that. And then, after about a minute of what takes place in the cutscene, I'm trying not to do spoilers, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, then, you're doing a great you, job. This is good. Then you then you wake up in the next area, and it's got to have like a completely different feel. With it, and this all takes place within like two to three minutes. Um, yeah.
2: How did you How did you deal with the uh, the transitions and music with that? Because I there's no loading screens, so how do with, How do yeah. how, do, great, how do you do with that great as a with great difficulty? Oh, okay, uh, cool. Check that one off. Um,
0: so so really, and actually, the the chase one isn't actually that difficult because, okay, a, a little a little developer tip here. Oh, let um, me take notes. Okay, one <laughs> one of the things you can do to cover up transitions is use sound effects. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So when you get to the end of the water rushing scene there's a big gush of water and that actually covers up the musical transition so you don't really notice it and i actually think it could be even smoother than it is um but it's like it's it's possible it's in the game so um that's one way you can you can hide transitions and actually that's the best example because there's a number of transitions in that scene and the following scene where we use a sound effect to end a musical cue and then the next one can gradually come in. Um, so uh, other than that, it's all really about matching the harmonies of one piece of music from another. Like you have to make sure that they're all related in some way. Um, but then you've got to make it feel different. Um, so then you've got to use different instruments and stuff like that to make it feel, feel different. But, um, way to get it working well really is just to test test and test again um i must have played the game close to a thousand hours so um and that's before it was released
2: wow <laughs> well played um, yeah
0: so wow. i know the game inside out and i know most of the things that the players are going to do so i can plan for all of the music stuff accordingly and so that should result Hopefully, in a fairly seamless experience, uh, made all the more challenging by the fact that, as you rightly noticed, there's no loading screens. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when you're when you're writing the music for a game, do you, for Ori in particular, do you play the game first and then write the music, or I mean, what what is that process exactly? Do you just go off of artwork that is giving you concept art to come up with a theme, or or how does that work?
0: Okay, so like here's here's where it was a real cool thing working with moon studio. So I've actually been part of the project for four years since before Microsoft picked it up. Um, So I did the music for the prototype. So I have seen it in every single form, uh, including some forms that the public will hopefully never see. Um, So at first, like I would say the first two years, I didn't actually write that much music. It was more like getting to grips with the game and the story Um, and getting a feel for like how the character moves so we're well documented as saying we spent over a year and a half I think on the controls alone um, to get them feeling good so initially I'd be playing Ori and Ori would just be a square and the levels would just be more squares and the enemies might be a circle Hmm. so there's no art in the game but the game was still fun to play um, because you don't If you have good gameplay mechanics, then the art just can be built on top of all of that. It doesn't really change. Um, So I was like, this is really fun to play early on. And then having a feel for how Ori moved gave me an idea of how much momentum to put in the music. Now, the next decision was uh, how to get it to balance with sound effects. So we put some early temporary sound effects in before the actual sound team was hired. And... We found out very quickly that the music didn't really need any percussion instruments. Like, if you listen to the soundtrack, there's not that much epic percussion, except in a couple of the chase scenes. Like, usually, usually in action sequences, it's like drums, 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 yeah, and more the drums. The lava
1: chase one. I was listening to that earlier. Hey, spoilers! I haven't done there oh, yet. Sorry. well, that's on the soundtrack. <laughs> real about cool the soundtrack. Man. Or Light of Nibel has uh, cool. lots of a percussion that I like. But oh, okay, cool.
2: There you go.
0: But Light of Nibel plays during the end credits, so I can oh, do that. There. There. Well, I'm not there yet, but. That, I, Spoiler that, alert! Come it, on, so, I don't mean
1: to interrupt you, but that Light of Nibel is in my workout mix. It, oh. it is that inspiring. I, oh. I, yeah, it's good for running.
0: It's, oh. a, good, it's a good running song. Cool.
1: Just I mean,
0: that's, that's the end of the game, so it's supposed to be like the most epic form of the main theme, like everything comes together. So, that, <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm glad that is, if it's in your workout mix, that means I kind of did my job. Yes, so, you, did. you did. You definitely <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we've we found out that like ori's attacks and footsteps were the percussion so that made my job easier in many respects like well that removes like a section of the orchestra i don't have to consider as much there's still a little bit in there but it's a lot of a lot of games are quite percussion heavy um mm-hmm. at the moment like if you you know took a comparison like Dragon Age. It's a really good score and it was actually recorded in the same place where we recorded Ori uh-huh. and that's got a lot of percussion and it. it works for that game but it wouldn't have worked something like that wouldn't have worked for Ori. So anyway, that was like how we got to balance music and sound and then the artwork comes in and some parts of the area are blue like there's one area which is very blue and very icy and that means I'm going to choose instruments that are more metallic um, so, uh, like bells and gongs and things like that, and the area that is blue and icy also is called the Forlorn Ruins. So I'm going to use instruments that sound cold yeah. and empty, and going to try and write something that feels cold and empty. Uh, now, what cold and empty actually means—that's uh, kind of my job to interpret in music. It's very difficult for like me to explain that in words, but hopefully it comes across in the music. Uh, well, feeling. It I does.
2: Think... And and that's one of the things I I've been going to your SoundCloud and listening to a lot of your stuff. I'm very right. impressed. Your your music seems very emotional, you know, it and and how do you how do you do that when you're when you're saying, you know, it's hard to put into words that it, it you feel your music and um if you can, if it's at all possible, how do you do that, you know, with <laughs> a game like this or or any of the stuff that you've done uh in the past, you know?
0: I will I will do my best to explain, but it's one of those things that uh, it's kind of indescribable. Okay. But here's like, a, there's a couple of things like that I try to do when I'm writing. I mean, if I don't feel something when I'm listening to it, how on earth is anyone else gonna feel something? You know, so because I'm the closest to it, so I'm the, probably gonna be the most jaded by my own music. Uh-huh. But if I'm actually feeling something from it, I'm like, okay, well, this might actually be good. Um, the second thing. Okay so com- the the job of the composer our uh, our job means we're usually in a dark room for like 10 to 12 hours a day stuck in front of a computer um and we generally don't get out much that's like the worst thing you can possibly do um the like the thing that helps artists create is actually doing stuff so yeah. i've been lucky enough to live in lots of different countries and i've traveled a lot um and I've done some cool stuff in my life and I just draw on those experiences. I mean, everyone has life experiences they can draw and it's like those things that you have to draw on and think about and see if you can find something in the game that relates to your own life experience and then match it with the music. Um, Now, how the actual technical part of turning all that into notes, I couldn't tell you, but I can tell you where it comes from. Okay.
2: Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, that is fascinating. So let's talk
1: doing stuff, right? Let's talk about gaming in particular. Okay. I mean, you're making music for video games. What right. What's your gaming history? Uh, I, you're <laughs> obviously a big fan of video games. Um, what? When did you start? What systems have you owned? What's your favorite game? What What's your gaming history?
0: Okay. Well, so I started gaming on the ZX Spectrum, which You guys might not even know what that is. No.
1: No. No, Yes.
0: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I'm in. Um, Yeah. So it's just a really old computer, similar to the Commodore 64. Okay. Um, And you could either use um, cassettes to load the game. So you'd have to wait for like thirty minutes for the whole game to load. That is
1: so
2: awesome. If you
0: if you, t- if you go onto YouTube, there's actually videos if the if you just type in ZX Spectrum, uh, ZX Spectrum. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're, yeah. sorry, we're um, we're in
2: America, so we don't know right, what ZX yeah, is. Yeah, ZX. Sorry.
0: Um, yeah, if you, and you'll go onto YouTube and like basically you have to play a cassette tape for like thirty minutes and then the game has loaded. Wow. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing now. yeah um but also my dad brought me a bought me a book where you could like type if you could type in all the code and then the game would play and that's actually how i learned to type really quickly Um and this is like at the age of four and five so at the age of five i just copied a bunch of text out of a book and then was playing space invaders six hours later wow that's so <laughs> um, awesome so this is in the this is in the days when graphics were done with binary code uh-huh. so to draw a space invader you'd have to do like you would have to make like in a thousand square grid and you would type in lines where one was a pixel that would appear and zero is a pixel that wouldn't appear um so that's like the very beginning of my gaming life so technically um since i was four so that's 26 years um Then the games I really got into were the old Star Wars simulator games, Star Wars X-Wing, Star Wars TIE Fighter. I was really, really enjoying space simulation games. Uh, then I went to boarding school, and my gaming got cut down a lot because at boarding school there are no video games. Um, <laughs> not a terrible so this, oh. I will well, never school, go there. It's not the school was strict. They, they did have some, but it's like, you know, it's like three hours a week, like kind of on a Saturday night. Oh so, wow! Um, I know boarding school isn't such a big thing in America, but it is quite a big thing in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'd be away from home for 36 weeks of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other 16 weeks, I'd be at home. Um, so I'm uh, used to living away- being away from home. Uh, but at boarding school, no time for video games. Uh, so mm-hmm. most of my game was done during the holidays. As for... I'm going to just jump ahead um, just to not alienate all your listeners <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the really old games. Um, so I find that I enjoy single player games way more than multiplayer. I've resisted the more pugs. Um I've never played World of Warcraft. I almost dipped into Eve Online. Almost. Oh, we it's almost It's not that did I don't well. like. <laughs> it's not that I don't like these games. Uh-huh. It's just that there is no end to them, really. That um, is true. Yeah. And that's for me
2: my problem too, yeah.
0: For me like when I you know when i play something i kind of want to have it a start middle and an end cuz i like storytelling and i think mm-hmm. like ori is kind of the ideal game for me because i get to tell a story and there's hardly any dialogue in the game so really music gets to do a lot of the heavy lifting which is really fun i, I compare it to uh to wall-e the film um the okay. opening 40 minutes of wall-e there's no dialogue um so it's just music and animation telling the story um so those are the kinds of games I like playing it's just single player story driven experiences so um and that's I'm not really limited to any genre on that like I am quite happy playing dead space and really crazy aggressive games um but also on the other hand um I really enjoy mark of the ninja uh, oh. which uh it's not as story driven it's it's you know it's more you will complete a level and then you'll get a nice really beautiful cutscene and then you'll do another level Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't the only multiplayer games I play are the ones I can play on the couch with my friends so fighting games like uh, Tekken I love Tekken Tekken Tag is my favorite Um, and I I I would consider myself to be pretty good at sports games. And here's one that might surprise your listeners. I'm actually pretty good at Madden. Uh, Despite being British, I love love American football and I understand it um, very, very well. We Uh, actually
1: just finished with our community
0: a Madden tournament. And
1: there was a guy from Scotland that went Really far, <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah. destroyed me. Did he go to the final round? Yeah, yeah. he went to the finals yeah. actually. So yeah, so so British people are well known in our community to go far in mat to be good at Madden.
0: <laughs> I think British people just re- like the British people that do love football really yes, love football. They're like super I mean, fans. You see, you see the games sell out in uh, in England whenever they go, whenever the NFL goes to England uh, every year. That they, they sell out like within hours. um So. Yeah. We we love football. I mean, I love most of the American sports. I can't get into basketball because there's no defense. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone's just scoring <laughs> all the time. True. Um, and
2: you can't even goaltend. You, know? yeah. you can't. You <laughs> right. can't stop it. <laughs> it's, they shot it. Okay, let's see what yep. happens. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's funny.
1: So what um, what's your favorite your favorite single player game of all time?
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a tough question yeah. and you
2: can do top 3. You know, you can yeah, bend the rules. Doesn't have to be you one. can bend the rules a little bit. He asks these to me all the time yeah, and I'm it's just show. it's hard. I get it. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: hard. So I'm going to I'm going to cheat a little bit cuz it's a trilogy, but like for me Mass Effect. Oh, oh, good one. I was thinking well that. Yeah. yeah. Um like the ending of the first one in particular, by the way, I had no problem with the ending of the trilogy. I thought they handled it really well. I'm not one of those people who was bummed out by the ending. Um, Though I did play it after they released the the free add-on. So maybe I never got like the original ending, but Mm -hmm. um, just the way it was, especially the way they handled dialogue. Um, Mass Effect was the first game to like, to make dialogue really, really good Mm -hmm. Um, because let's, be honest most game dialogue is not up to the level of you know good film writing like yeah, some of it sure. and and really the issue is actually flow like mass effect really got the flow right the fact that you could choose your next your next response like slightly before the other person has finished their sentence if you're having to wait for the other person to speak before you can choose like it just feels like it takes forever to get through a to get through a dialogue section whereas in mass effect it just all flows so naturally hmm. um and that made you one it made you want to ask every single question ever um, because they give you a lot of choices and and two it just pushes you on to explore as much of the game as possible it helps that it's graphically incredible yeah Um, it helps that the gameplay is pretty solid apart from in mass effect one that stupid buggy thing which is impossible to control on those planets Um, what's it called the, the, the thing we drive around and used to mine.
2: oh that oh yeah the planet roadrunner or whatever right. the crawler thing oh i know exactly <laughs> oh, what, what you're nightmare. talking about i don't know i tried to forget those things yeah. yeah so uh
0: that was like the only annoying part of the game so yeah the mass effect series um
2: good call good choice let me
0: let me jump into my steam library which is very large uh, <laughs> oh i love too. it
2: he's got steam on call this is my kind of guy
0: uh, um, so i'm just going to look oh okay so they're not all up to the same level but i love the assassin's creed games and assassin's creed 2 in particular i think is the the pinnacle of the series because they they took everything that assassin's creed 1 did right improved on it and then added more variety um and just the uh i love all the history and stuff like it's, well, they it's,
1: nail the time periods. they get right. the most interesting time periods, whether it's the Revolutionary War or pirates or or Spain, yep. you know, or Italy yeah. or you know, whale hunting. Whale hunting is right. a good time, but yeah, they it's nail just, those time it's just periods.
0: It's fun entering those worlds. Like the games, the games that really create help create another world and get you immersed in it. Um, I would. Here's a similarity in film. My, my favorite film director is Ridley Scott because he is amazing at creating worlds. Mm-hmm. Now, and the films where he doesn't get to create worlds are not his best films. But like mm-hmm. American Gangster, he creates old school New York really well. Uh, obviously, Blade Runner, uh, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Like all of these films that he does, they, they create worlds. So the games that I like are the ones where worlds are created. Uh, another one, the G Human Revolution. Um. Or do you call it Deus Ex? Sorry, my pronunciation is way different. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I was like translating. I was now. like in my head. What
1: is that game? Um,
0: but yeah, Human Revolution was just like it. Really felt like you were in the future. And even even the original game, like it. That game was well well ahead of its time as well. Hmm. The the original Deus Ex. Um. And again, it's another story driven game, and there's there's so much for you to do. Um. So. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a few of them. Um, I mean, I've I've played a lot of games though. Like, I look at my, how many have I completed in Steam? Oh, I have a completed folder. Oh, um, nice.
1: Oh, you're organized. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Because cool. well, I have just to I have to move them
0: so they don't like they don't like. Clutter up my uncompleted list, which is yeah. way big, by the way. These yeah. um, are Mammoth
1: goals. I appreciate that. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like 150 here that are actually finished. Um, well, unfortunately, there's like 300 more to go, which I'll never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever finish because I I go mad on the Steam sales. It's those sales they yeah. get you every summer.
1: <laughs> they get you and Christmas, and, Christmas. And, and every time.
2: And it's like I have to get that. I'm trying to. It's only to my two dollars. It's only two dollars. You know the sales <laughs> yeah. at the store. This is the same thing. Yeah. So
1: Gareth we had some listeners uh submit some questions oh, cool. for us awesome. um J- Jordan Oh uh,
2: yeah so uh our fir-
3: uh, one of our listeners Joe Van Egbert he wants to know what was the first concert you ever went to
2: Oh, oh.
0: that is an amazing question
2: <laughs> It's awesome yeah
0: That is like totally not what I was expecting <laughs> uh, So you've caught you've actually caught me off guard <laughs> Good 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 Um so this is going to be back to boarding school days because I didn't really go to concerts until I was like 9 or 10. Um, and we had a bunch of school trips. Sorry, I'm really having to dig back. <laughs> that's that's back Right uh, now. We could also uh,
2: change it to favorite concert. Maybe. Yeah. Favorite
0: no, concert I'm, I, no, he's asked me and I'm going to find <laughs> him. I'm going to remember. Uh, okay. um, I believe... I believe I didn't enjoy it because it was opera, (laughs) but it was a school trip. So I was like, how can I, who doesn't want to go on a school trip when they're nine years old? You know, it's like, um, because I knew I was going to get like an awesome meal because the teachers would like buy us an awesome meal instead of terrible boarding school food. (laughs) Um, so I believe it was Don Giovanni, which is an opera by Mozart uh and i hated it um, i still like I, it It was and it's long so i mean most operas are a long period um now the best concert wow it's tough uh cuz i live in la now yeah, so yeah. it's uh like well, music a is so easy to find yeah. uh, i'm going to do a couple um it was actually the reason why it was good, also because it was like the the second date with my current girlfriend. Um, this is actually four years ago. So we've been together four and a half years. Um, we went to the Hollywood Bowl to watch a Tchaikovsky concert, and they did the eighteen twelve overture, which is uh, a really his most famous piece, I would say. Uh, but it also, it com- it combined the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra with the University of Southern California marching band. Oh, so it's yeah, like yeah. 60 brass. And they're all on stage and it's done in sync to fireworks. Oh, that's awesome. cool. That pretty that's pretty cool. cool. Um, and I was like, this is a pretty epic date. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is awesome. um, so that one is obviously memorable. Uh, and last year, um, I went to see Arcade Fire in Santa Barbara and uh, I'm not really a rocker um, i I'd, I'd generally rather go and see a classical concert rather than like a hardcore rock concert but one Arcade Fire aren't that hardcore two Santa Barbara is full of people that drink wine um, <laughs> so the crowd is a little bit less <laughs> less crazy than had we gone to see it in central LA yeah. um <laughs> And it was just a really good time. They're really amazing live, um, and there's there's a lot of them. So there's a lot to look at on stage rather than just like three or four guys. It's yeah. like eleven. So um, yeah, um, that was a, that was a really good uh, good concert. Awesome. So I hope that answered his yeah, question. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So,
3: <laughs> and then we got uh, Brian Shipley. He would like to know if there's any upcoming games that you would like to compose for.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we hit the we are at the hard hitting questions <laughs> yeah, now. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: well, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I would I would give an awful lot to be able to compose for the next Mass Effect game. Oh yeah. uh, so, that would um, be cool. Um, I mean, that's the funny thing, right? It's like right now I'm gonna be you know known as the guy who does the 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 fantasy emotional orchestral mm. thing. But you go to my SoundCloud. It's filled with epic electronic stuff. Um, oh, I know. Like, I love that's... it.
2: I was going through it all. I absolutely <laughs> love your stuff. Um, I actually have it on here right on my phone because I oh, was listening to Recoil Suite. I love that song. Is that uh... – Oh, that
0: was, that was for a, a short sci-fi film that I did. I'm actually meeting up with that director this week. Yeah.
2: Sci-fi. Perfect for Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, There
0: you
1: go. Yeah.
2: Plug them. Right. Plug them. Yeah. <laughs> Very um... good stuff.
0: Yeah, I would love to I would love to work on a, a Mass Effect game and I would also <laughs> I'd also love to work on an Assassin's Creed game just because you really get to work in a historical period and it's yeah. like so you get to you get to study that period of history and try and bring that era into a modern soundtrack. Like if you look Now, I know Assassin's Creed Unity was beset with a bunch of problems, but the production values on Assassin's Creed games have never been doubted. Like They're always top-notch, and the music's no different. Like The music that plays in almost all the Assassin's Creed games, it just feels like you're there, like this is the music of that time. Um, And again, we've talked about it already. (laughs) They're so ridiculous and over-the-top. The music for the Madden games... Um, wow. the, just the background music. It's just like it's the marching band with rock stuff. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want to do that? If you're oh, a yeah. host, like you're crazy if you don't want to do that at least once. So, and they make a mad in every year. So I've actually got a pretty good chance of being able to do yeah, that's,
2: awesome. that's true. odds are there.
0: That's true.
3: <laughs> All right, so next question uh, is from Peter Hernandez. He would like to know who your three major musical influences are.
0: Okay. Fortunately I've been asked that quite a few times recently so I've uh, this isn't a pre they kind of change on a day-to-day basis, but um, Okay, so I'll do classical music first uh, because that's the easiest one Um, so my favorite classical composer is Ravel and that's mainly because the way he writes for the orchestra informs most current film music and game music today um just his style of writing it's just, it's an especially rich orchestral sound like most of the soundtracks you hear today were at some point like you can trace the roots back to Ravel. really um yes wow. so if ever you see Ravel on a classical music concert you should go watch uh you go watch and listen to it because hmm. I, I can almost guarantee it's accessible classical music really uh, awesome. um yes that's what i would yeah. say um
2: where's my pen i'm gonna write that down okay revel Didn't mean to cut you off, sorry. I just get excited
0: about this stuff. So I'll jump to a film composer. Oh, man, this is tough. There's so many good film composers. But because it's the score that resonated with me the most and it fit the film like a glove, um, one of my favorite composers to listen to is Michael Danner. Now, he's not such a household name, but most people – I would imagine have seen Life of Pi. Oh, yes. um, yeah. And the soundtrack for Life of Pi is just incredible. And he won the Oscar for it. Um, so that film and its soundtrack was actually quite a big reference for Ori, not in terms of like the actual music, but for how it elevated the picture, like, and how it connected with the picture and like elevated each scene emotionally. Because Life of Pi, there is dialogue, but a lot of the the more spiritual scenes are driven solely by music and visuals. So it was quite a good reference for us. Um, And while we're on the topic of mixing music and visuals, uh, the Japanese composer, Joe Hisaishi, he writes all the music for the Studio Ghibli films. Uh, So Princess Mononoke, uh, Spirited Away. His music's absolutely incredible. Um, And then I'll do one game composer. Again, there's so many good ones. Uh, So I'm going to pick one that your listeners might be less familiar with um he's a french composer Olivier de Riviere and he did the music for Remember Me which also is probably one of the most underrated games ever um it has an incredible soundtrack it um it balances a full orchestra with weird electronic glitch Hmm. effects and I strongly like just Go to YouTube, type in Remember Me soundtrack, listen to that soundtrack, and it's one of those soundtracks that, for me, well, it made me buy the game. I was like, what is this? This, I've never heard anything like this before, and the game is actually really awesome. Like, the knock on the game is that the gameplay is a little bit shallow. I strongly disagree with it. In terms of visuals, you will not have seen anything really as good as Remember Me. Like, it looks as good as most stuff now. Um, And it'll probably be on a Steam sale for like five bucks in a couple of months. (laughs) I'm there. Uh, Perfect.
2: (laughs) You just had had me at Steam sale. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, He also did the music for Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, um, which was the Black Flag expansion, I think. Um, And, yeah, he's a really versatile composer. So he is, I think, one of the the next big things in video game music. He just, like, needs... um, he needs like, to be the lead on a really big project but every time he does something, he always blows me away. So check out his work, um, and he's French so he has taste. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, good, <laughs> absolutely, he drinks the wine, if, if, where, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's that guy so uh, cool. So uh,
3: the next question is from Ben Hatch, he wants mm-hmm. to know how long are your scores before they're cut down to fit in a section in the game <laughs> and do you help create the loop uh, so the music fits?
0: Uh, I mean I think I saw this question, but th- this question may have come from Twitter or someone or someone it, else. Yeah, it, it, did just it, yeah, it did come yes. from Twitter. Yeah, he, Yeah, I think I saw. got this. the heads up. Um, we should have started with this no, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, oh my goodness. So, cutting, cutting the the soundtrack for the digital release. Right. That was writing the music is hard, but then you've got to cut things because. The, okay, I'll explain first the reason why I cut things. um So, the soundtrack is about 140, 150 minutes long, like in the game. Um, The digital release is 89 minutes. So, I get a bunch of people saying, Why isn't such and such a track included on the soundtrack? And it's because I wanted to make the soundtrack a good listening experience. Like, you play Ori, right? And everything kind of flows seamlessly. I wanted the soundtrack to be the same thing. Uh And if you, the fact is, if you listen to all the tracks back to back in the game, it's not a good listen. Um, Like, there's too many softer slower tracks and it kind of breaks up the momentum you you when, when you listen to an album like a good album is not just about each individual song it's about how one track flows into another um, so that was my thinking behind cutting the music um, now that process is quite hard um, but for example one easy bit was cutting the music that takes place in the last general area and again i'm going to try not to spoil this but basically the last area, there's like a main hub room, and then there's eight mini rooms connected to the hub, and you have to solve each mini room to finish the hub. Okay. Now, each mini room has its own individual music. and They're all variations on a similar theme, so why would I include eight variations on the soundtrack? Um, instead, I include two, um, mm-hmm. and the two most differing ones, and that generally covers the bases. Um, then the harder cuts are where you have to like, um, so for example, in the Ginzo tree, which is the area where you have to just before the water rushing, um, scene takes place. There's about 15 minutes of music there, uh, in the game, but I cut it down to like five or six in the soundtrack. Um, cause there's like five different pieces of music that play there, but I kind of wanted them to flow into each other a little bit better. And so you don't have to hear the whole thing. Um, on the, on, on the soundtrack. I just wanted to make it a briefer listen, Because if you listen to each loop individually, it's going to take you 15 minutes. And 15 minutes in the same, the same world on a soundtrack is totally different to experiencing yeah. it in the game. Um, so wow, I'm taking a really long time to answer this <laughs> question. Um, as for the loops, uh, I did all of that. So um, oh, cool. I did all of the preparation for the implementation. And then I gave it to our WizKid programmers. Um, see, one of the great things about Ori is that we did we did everything over Skype. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that. The game was developed uh, without a centralized studio.
1: Yeah, I knew that you had people in different, yeah, parts, different parts of the world. world, right?
0: Yeah. So that has both of its advantages and disadvantages, but one of the cool things is just being able to say, hey, Willem. Willem was basically the audio wizard. Hey, can you... Uh, can you write me can you set this up for me in this way and it's like, yeah, just let me type in the code to do that and it 's like ten or fifteen minutes of work for him, and then I can test the music myself yeah. um, so I basically I did all the prep work, asked the programmers to do stuff, and then tested tested the music files in the game, and the programmers never did anything wrong the only the only times when I would say they did something wrong is usually because I gave them the wrong instructions <laughs> um, so um,
2: Don't admit it, that, though. You know.
0: <laughs> 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 yes, I, I can blame the program. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, that meant like that meant I could test and test. I was, t- I was talking about testing earlier. It's just like I can make sure that things work exactly how I want them. So really, the only limit to how the music works in game was my imagination. Um, and if I wanted to do something, I would just be like, hey, can you code this for me? And they might complain if it's difficult, but you know, coding music in a game and getting music to trigger in the right place is like the easiest thing that they can do compared to some of the other stuff that they have to do. I mean, you've played the game. You've seen how many effects there are in the game. Yeah. And, uh, um, people, people ask us a lot, like, why is this game so demanding? It's, ju- it's just a 2D game. like, And our artists and especially the programming team kind of cringe when they hear that yeah. because There are so many layers of art that have to be rendered. Then you've got all the effects on top that give Ori its unique look. Like, if you compare Ori with another 2D platformer, let's compare it with the other really good-looking one, Rayman Legends, right? They are both really good-looking, but they have a totally different aesthetic to them. Mm -hmm. Like, Ori's is slightly smoother, whereas Rayman's is more of a sharp cartoon. Um, And they're both both really good, but they have a different feel to it. And there's so many different processes going on. Like, it... That that's a lot for them to optimize. So for our for our programmers like doing the music implementation is piece of cake. Really? Wow. Cool. cool.
3: I didn't know that That's interesting. Yeah. Cool.
2: Oh. Jordan right here, he's trying to he's getting into programming. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. so he's he's so excited to, to hear stuff yes. like that. <laughs> I like that. I find he's it interesting. Like... interesting so. Oh yeah. So yeah. Any, or...
1: is that was that all I think that was all our questions Yeah. Our questions. Questions
2: with... yeah. Oh, you want should I ask a yeah. question? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I wrote a question. Okay. <laughs> uh what uh what are some of the greatest challenges you faced? And uh did you have any unexpected challenges? And maybe you've already mentioned this um but but on top of that uh any unexpected benefits from from anything that you went through in this process? You said you've done 4 years of of doing this and and uh, things like that. But did I explain myself okay? Is that my question? Yeah, yeah, sense? I got
0: it. I'll I'll do, I'll do it in like two parts. So the challenge one is easy. So Okay.
2: Um... okay. It was hard. And then <laughs> <Right>. the... <laughs> um
0: so the biggest challenge by far was the prologue, which is the opening 10 minutes of the game. Hmm. Um, so the reason why, if that's you've probably all played the prologue, so oh, yeah. like the you've prologue... All at least gotten that far.
2: I, I don't uh, mean to cut you off, but that, that, I have to say, is one of the most emotional intros to a game that I've played I mean I, I well not um, only well, that
1: but it was basically the prologue was shown at E3 yeah last if I'm year not mistaken. Yeah. and that's really what got us interested yeah. in the game right.
2: Well, right. And, the, and the score for that trailer just blew my mind yeah. I mean I was I was into that music before I even played the game because yeah. of that E3 trailer too so uh, I just wanted to mention my compliments on how great that opening sequence was and, and the music tying me into it and I, I I played it with my wife and we were like <laughs> don't cry. You know, it's so good. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to let you know how, how amazing that was. So,
0: well, it comes back to that theme of like, it's something that everyone can relate to. Like, you know, we all have parental figures in our life, uh, and even even if you don't choose for Naru to be a parental figure, it can just be it could be someone that you looked up to. You know, it yeah. uh, like everyone's ask Everyone's always asking us like, what is Ori and what is Naru? and like they're whatever you want to be. Like, I, I will not even commit to a gender for Ori, um, like because Ori can be a he or a she. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, so, like that that scene that you're talking about, it's like you know everyone can connect with that. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's why it's powerful. And uh, for the same reason that the opening montage of Up is powerful, you know. Um, if, I hope you've seen Up. We yeah, us. we actually we in, in our podcast it, yeah. yesterday we talked right. about we compared it,
1: those. Yeah, how it's similar. It, it tugs at your heartstrings. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, you know the other other moment, Lion King. Uh, you know, Simba loses uh, loses his dad. You know, it's like you know the, the, these are all. It's one thing like. to to look at these things and use them as references of course then you've got to actually execute it Uh, and and that's like that's the challenge and And the real challenge challenge in the prologue it is like a short film but you've all played it it dips in and out of being interactive like sometimes you have control sometimes you don't so you've got to take as a composer you've got to take that into account like someone might stop and get a cup of coffee and or they might just like stop in the same area just to take screenshots. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are doing that, especially in the prologue. So how do you take into account them and keep the music feeling like it's moving forward and make sure it's not repetitive and give it a melody and make it all seamless and make it emotional?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow.
0: that's, that's like all of the problems I had to solve with the prologue. Um, I, again, I look at this stuff now and I'm like, how did I do that? I don't even remember like the process like of doing it. And uh, honestly, I think it was just a lot of trial and error. Like this game is a result of a lot of trial and error. Um, and you know, if we, we never got into trouble because like, um, you know, we did something bad we were encouraged to make mistakes. It's like, it's okay to make mistakes. Like you can't, you can't really learn anything if you don't make mistakes. It's like, okay. This yeah. is terrible. Uh, try again. Try something different. Like you, you'll, Thomas, our director, like trusted us to find the solutions eventually. And when you, when you have that trust from your director, it gives you a lot of freedom to create. Um, and that's not just for me; it's for the art team and the animation team. Um, and the prologue, it took us eight months—not of solid work, but you know, we would dip. We would do little bursts on it because if you're working on the same thing all the whole time, it just gets tedious, and yeah. you get annoyed by it. So. We'd, we'd address it for a couple of weeks, um, then we'd go away from it, then we'd address it. Um, and eventually we got to the point where we're like, okay, this is kind of flowing well. Now when we got to the point where it was flowing well, we were like, okay, now what can we cut? So originally the prologue was about 20 minutes long, but that's too long. Like you you get a, an amount of goodwill from someone who spent $20 on your game. Like they're gonna play through probably for an hour, but they're going to start to get frustrated if they're not like actually doing cool stuff. Like after ten or fifteen minutes, um, because for the prologue, you're really just pushing forward on the controller and pressing jump a couple of times, yeah. and you can get away with that for a certain amount of time. But I feel like the prologue, right as it is right now, is exactly the right length. Um, so once we got it, f- once we got it into a place where it was feeling good, then we cut it, and then you get to the result where we are now now the cutting part was annoying because then i had to reconsider all of the music and make it flow all over again um, so yeah you do all that work and then some of it gets thrown out and then it's like oh my goodness um but we got there in the end so that was by far the biggest challenge but then then you see the reward and i'm going to tie this back into twitch like i've watched a bunch of people cry during the prologue and part of me is like Man, I feel bad for making that person cry, but I also feel <laughs> I also I also feel awesome for making that person cry because it means we did our job. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, and the goal is not to make people cry. It's the goal is to make people feel something. Yeah. Um and the majority of people who've played the prologue probably felt something during that period. I think I also think and this is something I've I implore people to do like when you sit down to play a video game, you've got to make sure you're in the right environment. Like, when you're playing a sports game, like, cool, have your friends over, like, have a beer, whatever, you know, yeah. just, like, make some noise to have some fun. When you're playing a game like Ori, that's probably not the right environment to be playing in. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I remember being at E3 last year and... The game is being played at the, you know, the LA Convention Center, and I'm like, this is totally the wrong environment to be. We've got sunset, so it's like Ori, and then there's Sunset Overdrive like (laughs) ten meters away. It's like you could not have, and Sunset Overdrive like had a way bigger stand, and like the speakers were blaring and everything. Well, it's like the
1: ultimate party game, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's it's not really the right vibe to play Ori, but you play Ori in a dark room on a big screen with a nice sound system. I if you're not getting immersed into that, then your heart is made of stone. Uh, So, um, yeah. So that ties into your question. Like the biggest reward, honestly, um, is watching other people experience and get something from the game. I mean, I watched, I watched a professional gamer play the game on, on Twitch the other day. Um, I think his, his YouTube channel is like day nine his name's oh, sean anyway yeah, he has, sean. He has, yeah you might know. okay he's a starcraft
2: so, two player he's awesome i love that guy yeah cool
0: right yeah i mean he like i, I don't know what his background is but it's, uh apparently it was a big deal that he was playing Ori. so yeah, um, he's a big boy so, he's
2: a big he's a big guy so yeah that's cool
0: so but you know he was crying like you know and he was like man i have to go get my cat now um, <laughs> so for him like the the connection that he made was like, you know, the animal that he loves mm. a lot. So it's like, you know, that's that's what it was for him. Like that was the first thing he did when the credits rolled was go and get his cat, um, who, which he loves very much. And you know, when you're when you're seeing people respond in that way on Twitch, like that is the greatest reward you can get um, as a developer of a game. It's like, because I'll, I'll compare it with film, you never get to see that because everyone's sitting in a darkened room. Like yeah. you never get to see people react. Like you know, I, I get to watch my my roommates play, and you know, I get to watch my girlfriend play because it's all new to them. I will never get the same. I will never get that first time experience. And the the reason why Twitch is so awesome is because I'm watching a bunch of people get that first time experience. Um, have any of you reached the the gravity section of the game?
3: I haven't. I no. haven't not yet. No. Okay, we're not but very you, good. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm.
0: It's this is sort of a mini spoiler, but. It's, okay. it's not really because we put it in trailers because we're very proud of the mechanic. But there's an area of the game where gravity shifts, basically. Okay. Um, so you're walking up walls and upside down and stuff like that. Um, this is in the trailers, so I'm, I'm not really spoiling too much. Mm-hmm. But that's a really heavy puzzle-driven area of the game. There's not so many monsters there. And I watched one girl the other day. She was stuck on this section for an hour and she was like I am not stopping until I figure this out. And then finally the penny dropped like and then she, she like she had the aha moment like and it was like, the exact same like feeling that I had when I figured out like how to solve the puzzle for the first time. I was like w- when you watch people have those aha moments like it I don't know it just fills me with joy. Um, so and that's why we drop in on Twitch streams because you know the chances are we have we have quite a few aha moments in the game. The game is the game is i don't know why we've been criticized for it being short by a few media outlets because the game is still like 10 to 12 hours long and it's a 20 dollar game so it's like come on Um, yeah
1: well and i think um, similar games like child of light uh was six hours i think i beat it in like it's that's a pretty short game yeah so i don't know
0: um but uh you know there's there's enough of these moments it's like the chances are of, of, of us um dropping in on someone and they're about to get to a cool scene or a difficult level or a difficult puzzle are are pretty high so um that means we get a chance to watch this pretty frequently and and you know xbox one does a great job of like you know the twitch streams are so easy to access and that's how i found you 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 were the top broadcaster that evening um you had the the most viewers on it and i was like okay well let's just go on that one because it's it it literally just come out um and i was like okay let's click on that one say hi (laughs) Um and and here we are now. <laughs> yeah, it's <yeah, exactly. laughs> pretty cool. Uh, that is cool. That
1: that's that's
2: that's got to be rewarding, I think, to see someone emotionally like day 9 yeah. connected. He's got he has these cats in his room and I watch him all the time and it's cool you br- brought him up, but uh it, I it's with me it was my wife, you know, and and we're we're playing that interesting together and to just feel the emotion from the music, from the game, you know, the parent character or whatever. Um The fact that day nine went and got his cats, you know, and he always he loves his cats he really does <laughs> uh, theres clawing all over him so it's it's that's that 's awesome that you you get to see that with twitch and and to live experience experience you know kind of that a thing'
1: got that 's got to be rewarding
2: cool thank you for sharing that that
1: 's
0: yeah,
2: pretty cool no problem i I
1: think that 's a good place probably to end this. We have one last question that you probably saw on twitter um It's from McConnell Royale of Gamer Life Podcast. He wants to know, are there talks of Ori in the Blind Forest 2?
2: Yeah, (laughs) well, can you talk about this?
0: (laughs) I cannot confirm or or deny. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll, I'll say this. You can draw your own conclusions from the reviews the game has received.
2: Okay, Okay. excellent. Good Good answer. answer. Well, let's just say I'm
1: excited then. (laughs) (laughs) I might be excited, (laughs) but I might not. Excellent. Anyways, thank you so much, Gareth Coker, uh, for being on the show with us. Uh, If you want to contact him, follow him on Twitter. He's at Gareth Coker. Uh, Is there anything you're working on that people can check out, or where else can people check you out?
0: Um, I mean, Twitter, Twitter is going to be a good place from now on. Um, I, I, I really like using Twitter um, to connect with people. So like I will generally, anyone who tags me, I will generally try and respond to. Um, so um, I have a project which is actually probably going to be announced in the next month or so. Uh, and it's totally the opposite. It's like this small, small really small indie game uh ironically it's a multiplayer game which oh. uh um but it's it's totally over the top and zany It like could not be more different to uh, to what ori is so that is uh that is coming up uh in the next month it'll be announced i think they're trying to get it out for this summer oh. i can't say what it is right now because it hasn't been announced yet but that's okay. like that'll be on my twitter in, in due course and is, so, it, uh... is it coming on the xbox one um you know what i think so i oh, think they actually just right. got it confirmed to be on the I think it'll be on both Xbox One and PS4. I know for sure it's coming on PC. Okay. Um, but I think they, like, literally just got their approval to be on both platforms. Excellent. So. Cool. Awesome. We'll have to have you back on to talk about it when it's announced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. Big thank you to Gareth Coker for doing that interview with us. He seems like a really cool guy. And what I like about him is he's, he's a gamer. Yeah. He knows his
2: games. Mm-hmm. We like gamers. <laughs> yes, gamers yes. are very cool. Yes, so. we do.
1: Uh, what, stuck, what stuck out to you guys the most about that interview? Let's uh, start with McSpicy. I
2: liked, uh, I liked his background. It was interesting. Um, him going to boarding school, not being able to uh, play as many games as he'd like, but the, the Zed, whatever computer thing that he had, you know, his <laughs> yeah. first gaming system. Um, that's always, I always like the backstory of, of people and... Uh, it was really fascinating listening to that kind of stuff, you know. And, yeah. And his his first concert he went to kind of a thing and and he's funny cuz he's like He's cultured and I'm not, you know, <laughs> I was, I was well aware how uncultured I was during that. Cause he would choose, I would, you know, he's like, if I, I could would have choose... been like
1: blink 182, yeah, I'd, and I'd he's be like, like
2: ACDC man all the way. That would be my Jaskowski. Yeah, I know. And he's <laughs> like, oh, you know, I'd prefer to go to a, you know, a con, a concert or a, a symphony kind of thing. I'm yeah. like, wow, this guy's, this, this guy knows music.
1: Well, and you see his music that come through in Ori, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Jordan, how about you? What's like out to you? Uh, well, I, I,
3: I like Mark's as well, but I like uh, when he talked about, because uh, I like the game development side of things, when he talked about how he played uh, played with Ori just when he was a, a block and uh, the enemies were, were circles and just how he, he played just to kind of get the feel, you know what I mean? The feel of yeah. the music with the combat and just very interesting when he said, um, when playing the game, uh, he went to the sound guys and they talked about sound and stuff like that. Um, uh, the attacks and stuff is used as the percussion. So he, he didn't need to put percussion in. I just find all that really yeah, interesting. that is really And cool. uh, the new game he's coming out with a little later. That uh, I know. Cool what too. is it going to be? Yeah, what's, um, I'm excited for that yeah. as well. But.
1: He he will announce it. The, I thought what was most interesting is uh, uh, his answer to, has is there talks to Ori and the Blind Forest 2? He said, I cannot confirm or deny it. And <laughs> you got to imagine with the success of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've talked about it, obviously, right? He was
2: probably I I'm, I saw in chat he was probably uh, composing Ori two in the studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as he's talking as, to as us. he's talking to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
1: why there was no web camera allowed, right? <laughs> that <was laughs> le- anyways, that was. I uh, just want to say thank you. Go check out uh, check out. He's on SoundCloud, Gareth Coker, um, iTunes. Also, uh, Twitter handle, at Gareth Coker. And uh, once again, big thank you to him for coming uh, on the yeah, show.
2: I can guarantee you're, you're going to
1: hear a lot more from him. That, that soundtrack is
2: an award-winning soundtrack. Oh, There's absolutely. No uh,
1: Major Nelson said that too. I bet you you win an award by the end of this year. For oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, good. It's, so it's good. excellent. Uh, to, before we go, we got some questions here. We just got two questions uh, that we're sending Luis Mal- Malave. Malave. Let's just say Luis.
2: Hey, Luis. Luis. <laughs>
1: uh, Luis. wants to know, do you think... This is an E3 question. We talked about E3 earlier. Do you think uh, Xbox will dominate in terms of games this year at E3, especially seeing that a few Sony titles got pushed back?
2: Um... Well we saw oh what was that game that got pushed back? Wanna break Quantum yeah. Wanna break. break got pushed back. For us. Um that's a hard question because it you it's you never what know what E3 out of their pocket. E three's yeah. like a crazy like you know, you never know what's, what's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah.
3: So Well Xbox definitely has some big titles coming. I mean you know they're gonna show off Halo Five.
1: Star Wars well, Star Wars is gonna be everywhere. Well EA, for everyone'll be on EA's press conference. Oh, that's the one I'm looking yeah. for.
3: Again. And then you know no. they're gonna I hope. I don't anyway. want to talk about anything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you, you know they're going to show Halo Five. You know they're going to show Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is an exclusive to them for a year. Yeah. this This Christmas, and then I think they're going to show at least a teaser of Gears of War, the the
1: new Gears of War that they've oh they're working on. You know what I mean? So I That's think they right. definitely
3: have the blockbuster titles coming. Prediction but, uh, on Gears Scotty, of War
1: that we're getting a collection.
2: That would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's going to be freaky, no Marcus. Awesome. Phoenix. It's not a Marcus
1: Phoenix collection, but it will be it's a Gears, Gears of War, of War collection. <laughs> yeah, it. Yes.
2: Um, so. no, yeah. And uh, are we just talking about what we want to see now? Or? Well, well, no. Just I to, could keep well, going. I mean,
1: just to answer we'll Louis' we'll question.
3: Saying that, I mean, they got block. They definitely have blockbuster titles, but I mean, like you said, it's E3. I mean, you, we don't know what Sony's got.
1: You know, yeah, up yeah. Their sleeves, so. Yeah, a purple maybe, tie.
3: Maybe, oh, well, yeah, like I, I said earlier, more I, smoke than last year <laughs> on stage. Well, like I said, I think they're
1: all going to move to what Nintendo and Xbox did—just mm-hmm. focus on games and go through it. I, I hope so. Well, especially
3: especially with Sony, Nintendo's conference last year was so good because it's—it was one hour. Well, yeah, but. But Nintendo being based in Japan, there's a language barrier. Oh right? yeah, the oh, way yeah. they did their video with the subtitles over, I just yeah. think that's much more. They of an did effective a really way. Good. I think Sony maybe might do that for some of their sections as yeah. well, even though they do have a huge present. Cut out in all America, the fluff, but yeah, yeah. In I,
2: and I, I, hope, I hope not to be disappointed. That's all I want because uh, I want all three to do good. I do, I yeah. really do. I want Sony so. to to nail it. I want Nintendo and Xbox. Chat itself. is
1: saying uh, Phantom Dust and Scalebound. Oh, that's right. We haven't seen it. I thought about Scalebound. Only that announcement. It was Beats headphones. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And we were like, what is that? (laughs) From Platinum, right? Platinum games? Yeah. Anyways, all right. Thank you, Luis, for sending that question. If you guys want to submit a question, you can email us at info at x1bros.com or every Friday. uh, There's a Facebook post context there or send it to uh, any of our Xbox uh, live. Send us a message on Xbox Live. Uh, Last question, because we already answered the Neverwinter question earlier by by Ivan. Uh, Last question comes from Bob Pyle. He just wants us to talk about pizza. So, what's
2: your favorite (laughs) pizza? Oh, I'm the okay favorite. This this is because this is a loaded question for me. You know, I'm the fat guy of the group. (laughs) I love my food. So favorite. I'm I'm a meat guy. I yeah. Like meat. Oh, yeah. So there's a. I, I like the traditional. On the top three, the traditional pepperoni and cheese. But uh, in the the first spot, the pie that's got the first spot is a ranch and chicken with bacon pizza. Oh, oh. yeah. There's a place in. Yeah, and yeah. It's 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 good. It's good shiz. I'm telling you, <laughs> it'll blow your mind. I'll. I i do not know if I should. I don't want to plug who has it because they haven't paid me anything. That's
1: right. We <laughs> should
2: ask them. <laughs> Free pizzas. <laughs> but that's a good pizza. I'm telling you. Oh, nice, cool. Jordan. So wait, chicken bacon. So it's chicken, chicken with ranch. ranch as the sauce. Okay, and there's bacon on it as well. Oh, wow! And it it it's like the greatest thing you've ever had in your life. Oh, Jordan,
1: how about you?
3: Um, I like the uh, meat lovers. Also, speaking of bacon, they have this new pizza coming out with bacon crust. Oh yeah, new, that. That. yeah, that's a little Caesars. Yeah. Uh, little Caesars is doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a deep dish. Mm. Yeah, meat lovers. By okay. way,
1: so oh. Or Pizza Hut. I don't know who's <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well,
1: uh, minus Hawaiian, pineapple, uh, and bacon. Bacon crust? Yeah. That's like got to be good. Well, it's,
2: they have bacon wrapped around it. It's pretty good.
1: Well, that is a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bob, for sending us <laughs> that question. Uh, Mr. McSpicy, where can people reach you at?
2: I, on Twitter, am at Mr. McSpicy, and I am on Xbox Live, at Mi- or not at Mr. McSpicy, but uh, uh, friend me, add me, and uh, chat me up. I love talking video games. So, yeah. What will we be working on this week? Um, I'm gonna try to push that IDARB tournament through. To be honest, let's 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 get <laughs> that over with. we out. What FIFA one coming
3: up
1: too?
2: Though we're yeah, right. FIFA
1: has already started. Oh, right. uh, I just haven't entered the scores.
2: We're right there. Yeah, that's We're true. Just, we just need those games. Yeah. And they probably sent them to me. <laughs> like, just I just them. haven't been there. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you guys
1: want to look at who, who the w- winners of the tournaments are, where the tournaments stand,
2: go over to the website and click on the tournaments tab. X1bros.com. This week, though, it is a Dark Souls week. Oh, that's right. I am probably right going to turn off my phone for a good 24 hours. That is right. And just play the snot out of that game. Oh, my gosh. I love Dark Souls. That is a good one. And yeah. that comes out April 7th, so, yeah, I'm excited. Jordan? Uh, yeah,
3: everywhere. Uh, Jordan the Man XOB, Xbox, Twitter, Steam, Nintendo, whatever you got.
1: hmm So. Cool. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Anything you're working on?
3: Uh, Neverwinter Sunset Overdrive. Going to try and hit into the DLCs oh. this week. Oh, uh, Neverwinter Ooh. Sunset Overdrive, and then when Thursday comes around, Dark Souls Oh, yeah. So you need a weekend to play well, that and
2: game. before we remember, before we can yeah. get the multiplayer going, you have to beat Captain Falcon. Yeah, the ring and get a ring. The you pig ring. To, that's going to so be our server. You have, and that's... That guy, ring, pig ring, everybody. Pig? Yeah, pig. Oh, I guess pig? you can choose okay. the ring. But, but uh, the pick one. If you're going to be playing that with us, you got to practice, man. It's a tough game. It is a hard game. Okay. And Captain Falcon will piss you off. <laughs> they all will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Okay. Oh, awesome. I'm excited e- for that. I don't even know the real boss name. I just call him Captain Falcon, and everyone knows who I'm talking about because he's Captain Falcon. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he, oh. like, flies in with a falcon. Sure. Oh. Anyways. yours. Nice. Uh, nice I top. am
1: X1 Bros everywhere. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Also, like us on Facebook. We hit 1,300 likes on Facebook this week. Awesome. Um. So, X1 Bros... I will be working on Ori this weekend. I will have that beat before the next podcast for sure. And then I'm going to try and get further in Grand Theft Auto.
2: Oh, you're going to push Grand Theft Auto?
1: Yep. I've got to beat that. That's a good game, man. I know.
2: (laughs) It's exciting. I'm
1: I'm excited for you. Thank you. you. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we are your Positive Gaming and Xbox One community. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Have a good week. And we will see you guys next time. All right.
2: And we're gonna exit. (laughs) At at five! (laughs) There it is. That was so
3: awkward. Yeah.